Hi everyone, it's Tony Tonkin here from the Child Protection Party. I'm glad you could be with us today because this is a session with uh, Avery and myself and we're going to talk about, uh, so this is our, our opinion, this is an opportunity for Avery and I to talk about things that are concerning us in terms of the Child Protection Party and other things in general and we're going to talk to you today about uh, what it means to become a member of the Child Protection Party, where we stand in relation to all of that. So I'd like to introduce the one and only Avery Hildage. Good afternoon. Hey, buddy. How are you going today? Good. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Good. Good. So we've had a, a pretty involved discussion around child protection, particularly in uh, relation to the reasons why people do or don't become involved with the child protection issues in general and uh, what it is you think that we can do to rectify some of those issues. Cool. You mean the way we can get people engaged to, uh, to join us, to, uh, to actually activate, to, to become active in the party? To participate. To you know, participate. Why, is that, why yeah. is that that we don't have more people involved with child protection generally? You know, we have, how many members, how many likes we, do we have at the moment? How many members, how many likes do we have? Oh, well, on Facebook, we've got 6,307 likes. We've got... 6,400 people approximately that follow us. Yep. Uh, in the party itself, we've got 990 verified members and a total of 1,148 members now. All right, yeah. Um, the uh, unfortunate thing, um, when we're saying about engagement, right now, as, uh, as people are probably aware, we've been going through the process of uh, revalidating our registration and we've been appealing and appealing and appealing for 200 declarations from our SA members. And so far we've got 179 of them. Fortunately, EXA gave us an extension to the end of this month and we're still waiting to get those. My question is, why? Yeah, why, why is this why? so much like hard work? Yeah. You know, I, I, just, I can't believe that it takes so much effort that gets, gets so many people, you know, like 6,000 people involved Six thousand people like what we do. I guess that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why isn't it that they, they? Why isn't it that more people recognise that child, that issues around kids, not just child protection, but issues around kids in general, is something important and that it's something that we're fighting for, so that kids have a voice. And why isn't it that we have don't have more and more people involved in this area? Well, it, it's it's something that just absolutely baffles me. As I uh, as I said, we need that two hundred declarations. We've got one hundred and seventy nine of them. You'd have thought that it, because things that affect children affect basically affect everybody in the country. Yeah. Everyone on the planet, right? Why don't they engage? You know, what is it we need to do? What, so, is, or so what is it we're doing wrong yeah, on yeah, our Facebook yeah, page? Wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right? For example, what, what have we got wrong on our website? Yeah. What's wrong with our messaging that's not getting the, the, the 6,307 people who've liked the page? Why haven't, we, why haven't we got 6,307 members? So maybe um, uh, the message that we could be offering today is some feedback. Yeah. So if you've got a, if you, if any of you out there understand what any of the questions that we're asking mean, <coughs> why haven't we got more people involved? Perhaps you could explain to us <coughs> your view of that <coughs> and let us know. Is it because um, that <coughs> my theory basically is that that people that unless there's a, a kid is harmed, unless it's in the media, unless it reaches the front page of the paper, no one seems to really care. Um, and and clearly we don't want that to happen. No. We don't want kids to be harmed. We don't want kids to be killed. Anything like that. So, um, but p 
people are passionate about children in general. We know that for a fact. But the only time that it gets any sort of recognition is when something catastrophic happens. Um, so what's preventing people from recognising that we don't want those things to happen anymore? Yeah. That we want kids and their parents to have a voice in a system that often doesn't listen to them. So what is it that we need to do to get that message out there so that people not only will register with our web page or our Facebook page or anything else that we're doing, our podcast, which is something yep. we talk about in the yep. moment, or um, what, what message do we need to get out there that will help people to realise that, that what we offer as a political party is significant. You know, we're the only political party that has a view around kids in general and the kids' well-being yep. in general, and are prepared to advocate for them. So why isn't it that more people don't become aware of that or aren't aware? Maybe, maybe on second thoughts, maybe they're just not aware that kind of we exist. Maybe well, that's part of the problem. Yes. Oh right. Well, I can't. I simplified answer. It's to that a very simple answer. People do not appear to be aware that we exist. One of the things I've learned, ab particularly about Facebook, is that people will go, "Oh, that looks interesting," click like, and then forget about it. Yeah. When they hit like, they get a notification. Yeah. Every time we post something up, right now when we st when we announced when this went live, they'd have got a, a message pop up on their screen to say Which Facebook is, is going live. Which is why we've got Clara and Stacey on board at the moment. Welcome Clara and Stacey. Yeah, so thanks guys. Yeah. For at least we've got two, we've got four people connected at the moment over time, obviously. That Quickly share the word to your friends and, and that to get them looking on looking on this yeah, and start why, a watch party. And why isn't it that, you know, like I know Clara and uh, Stacey are exceptional individuals in terms of their interest Definitely. In, in the political party. But, you know, why aren't um, more and more people like them interested in what, in what it is that we're doing. This sounds like a really negative conversation, doesn't it? It does. You know, why, is that a problem or, or do we need to have this conversation? I think we need to. I, I do think we need to. Why did I get involved is a, is a question. I was like, I think, like an awful lot of people out, out there, yeah. is that it didn't really affect me. You know, my kids were never taken away from me. My kids weren't raped, they weren't murdered, anything like that didn't really affect me right so but it must have at some level but I then one day when I learned about the murder of Ebony Napier Tucker this absolutely gorgeous little girl murdered by her father he got nine years and I was so outraged by that I felt I've got to do something mm. and it's through you know starting a petition and blah 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 you're aware of the history of that and go to the child abuse database Australia Facebook page and you'll learn why, how I got involved. Of which you've got how many members? I, how many people oh, sign up to? I'd have to look. I, um, Is it thousands? Or it's a, it, yeah, it might be a thousand, something like that, right, uh, yeah. 1,200. I know that on the petition that I raised, I've got about 39,000 signatures. Right. Um, so maybe that's an issue. Is it? Is it that we're not out there... Um, I think the marketing issue. us in that same sort of way is it that we don't do we need to put petitions out there do we need to you know, I send countless emails to ministers and other yeah. stuff so um, you know what is it that we need to do to make a greater impact I guess I mean look, it impacted you because you were concerned about this little girl oh, yeah I mean I was absolutely outraged that in 2016 the family's essay as well uh, sorry the nursing uh, no it was family's essay at the time wasn't it uh, yep. 2016, that they couldn't use their, their mobile phone or a tablet and check interstate to see has this person got a, got a, um, got a record for 
uh, child abuse, and as it turned out, he had two convictions in New South Wales. I was so outraged that it was so simple to do. Why wasn't it happening? That's how I got involved. So that I eventually learned about about Nadia, and she yeah. introduced me to you, and that was me hooked. Well, that was, that's just that's the impact I have on people. Yeah. Which is get them hooked. Yeah. Um, I wish. <coughs> um, so, so for you, it was something specific around a little girl. It was yeah. about the notion that they had, they didn't have this database, which one thought that would have saved this little kid's life. May well have done. Yeah. And and that, I guess that's just one of many issues that we're trying to yeah. address, isn't it? We're yeah. trying to we're trying to confront a system which doesn't tend to work as often as effectively as it could to those people that are impacted by this system. And I guess the most frustrating aspect of all of this for me is that there are thousands of people out there in some form or another who are affected by not just the child protection system, but they're affected because their kids have learning disabilities, um, there's mental health issues in relation to those children. You know, and just in that area alone, the number of parents that are confronted by kids that have got really bad behaviours that um, because their mental well-being is suffering in some form or another, and, and those kids that either attempt suicide or successful at suicide. So those parents, those people are the sort of people that we would like to have as members of this party yep. as well. Yep. Because their issues are just as important to us as the issues specifically around child protection. Yeah. Do you think, so this is another issue that came up because we are just having a chat to a, a wonderful woman by the name of um, Amy. Uh, so I think you push too much for parents to have their children returned when they are in danger of being reunified. Nikki, that is bullshit. Seriously, that is that is just so untrue. Um, we never, we will never. We actually, actually, and I'm glad you raised that, Nikki, because this is a really important point. Um, we just lost our feed, I think, for a second. Um, that that's a that's a really important point because we do not, under any circumstances, suggest that a child be returned to a parent who we believe is should is not fit yeah. to have that child returned. Yeah, absolutely. And and Nikki, if you can explain to me why you think that, I'd be really interested. I'm not having I'm not having a go at you here, even though I did say that I think the comment's bullshit. But I'm not having a go at you because um, we work with parents. Ninety percent of the parents that we work with we believe have some possibility of having a child return to them, either through a reunification, reunification program or directly going back to the courts to have them reunified because the issues that those parents have, dealt, have, have had in their lives, they have now dealt with. Those parents need a chance. And also, parents of any description need a voice and more importantly, their children need a voice. Now, within this system, the kids don't have a voice at all, even though the current legislation says that they're supposed to have yeah. a voice. And that the reason why the current legislation says that is the Nyland report was quite insistent that children were not heard in the past, and now they are more Ch likely to Children be heard. don't vote. Well, they don't. <laughs> um, and so their voices are becoming more dominant within this system, and we want to make sure that they are heard. But the notion that we return kids, that Absolute, we advocate absolutely kids, is not. just a bizarre notion. Yeah. And it's just untrue, and I don't know where that idea comes from. I think uh, it might come from the fact that an awful, well, a significant number of people seem to think that we are just a branch of the Child Protection Department. Oh, my God. We've, Heaven uh, forbid. We've been I've, I've seen posts where people have said that on Facebook. I've had, I've had a few phone calls where people have said, oh, you just work for the Child Protection Department. No, I don't. And no, we don't. We are completely independent. Nothing to do with them whatsoever. In fact, if anything, we're kind of perceived as somehow the 
the antithesis to the yeah. to the job protection system yeah. because we're challenging that system. We just want the system to be better. We want uh, not only parents to have their voice, but we want kids to have their voice as well. And we want the people that work within this system, we want them to work more efficiently and effectively. Look, it's, it's a bit like saying um, we don't need a police department. Um, uh, so, and Nikki, I'll answer that question in a moment. Um, we have, uh, it, it's a bit like saying, Nikki's saying people on your panel have lost multiple children. Are you talking about Avery and myself? I mean, who are you talking about? Um, and, and we have, and I'll explain that in a moment, but it's a bit like the police department saying, well, let's do away with the police force because there's no crime, you know? The, so we need the child protection system needs to be in place because there are parents that are simply bad parents. There are parents who I advocate you should not be parents anyway. Um, and, and those kids need to be protected. There are also a bank of parents who uh, need to have their kids uh, returned to them because whatever the issues were that caused their children to be removed in the first place, they should be returned to them. Yeah. Because the best place for kids to grow up is with their biological family. We don't dispute any of that. Um, and, and Nikki, I agree, some, some kids are traumatised by their parents. I don't disagree with you one little bit. Um, I also think removing children from parents who are capable of looking after them is also traumatising for kids, and I just wonder what you think about that. Um, people on our panel have lost multiple children over the years, and when we were running the circle, which we're not doing at the moment, that is true. But the people that we have had on the panel are people that have addressed their issues. So I would <coughs> not criticise people simply because they've had their children removed from them. I think that's a bizarre assumption to be able to make. Um, and, you know, people have made mistakes. No one's going to no deny that at all. And those people that have made their mistakes have made choices about how to rectify those mistakes. And they've been able to do that in the best way that they can. And as a result of that, they should be able to have an opportunity to have the kids returned to them. And there are lots of kids out there, Avery, that we come, up, that we come across through their families who are saying, I want to go home. Yeah. And the department refuses to return them, particularly when the home now is safe. Yeah. It may not have been at some point, but now it's an appropriate time to return them. So I'd, I'd like to know, um, you know what people are referring to, Nikki, in relation to this panel. Um, there, are, there are lots of people on our uh, Facebook page who are working hard to have their kids return to them. Um, I did a post the other day, uh, was it yesterday? Uh, anyway, I did one on the fine line, so there's that fine no, line yesterday. between, yesterday, the yep. fine line between when kids um, could be returned to them and fine line when kids could be taken from, from a family. And I, I know from my own personal experience, uh, some years ago I came very close to that fine line. I ticked, we ticked, my wife and I ticked a number of those boxes that would normally have kids removed. Would it have been right for our child, children to remove? Certainly not. But, you know, for some people that's the case. That uh, for some reason the department chooses to remove children when they shouldn't be removed. There are other times they don't remove. This is the other issue, Nikki, that there are times when they simply, we were talking about this earlier, when we're about ch children not being removed. Yeah. Um, uh, the person we were talking to earlier raised this point that there are occasions when children actually um, should be removed and they're not. And we're just as we're just as just as passionate, I guess, about those kids. Yeah, because what we want to make sure is all kids, all kids, who regardless of who they are, gender, whatever, it doesn't matter, um, are safe. Yeah. 
and they grow up in a loving, nurturing environment. And if the if the parents aren't providing it, uh, they're abusing them. Then we would absolutely support the uh, their removal until such time as the parents have resolved it. Yeah. And if they can't, then obviously the parents are not suitable for that child. Well, that's right. That's right. And so, and one of the things, and that's a great point, Avery, because. Some of the work we do through Strengthening Families, a name change is on its way, I hasten to add everybody, but something we do with uh, Strengthening Families is to be able to, um, uh, to ensure that the, the issues which were raised in relation to their children being removed in the first place are addressed. Yeah. And that's our first thing. The first thing we ever ask a parent is what are the risk factors that's identified by the department uh, how are you addressing them? So we don't judge whether or not those risk factors are, are valid or not. We don't make that judgment. The fact is that they're there. And then we ask the department, uh, how are they helping the parent address those risk factors? We don't bowl in and say, no, those, none of those risk factors are appropriate, right? Yep. What we do say is they are real because they're there. And how can we address them? How can we fix them? That's it. Yeah. That's it. And it's as simple as that. I mean, I remember going out with you once and meeting this lady uh, and if I recall correctly, the reason the kids were taken away was because of the state of the house. Yep. And when we were talking to her, we asked, you know, why is the house like this? It was because that, that's how she'd been raised. She didn't know any different. Yep. You know? And uh, I, has she got her kids back now? I think she has. I think she has, yeah. 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 Because, yeah. She, because the intervention that you made got her... I think, she, I, think, I, remember, I think I remember you saying that she went, attended... Classes, yeah, um, uh, circle of security, and yeah. other things she was doing. Yeah, and that, and that improved what she was doing in the home, and I, I don't know how long it took before the kids. It was a matter of about three, few weeks from after the time we saw her. Actually, the kids were returned. Right, but that's a department decision. That's not our. Decision. No, I know it's not our decision. <laughs> but we helped. But, but we helped. Well, there was a. I was I was actually seeing a, a, working with a young man last week, Avery, where. Um, he had been denying to the department that there were any issues around domestic violence or, or anything else, and there were clearly those issues. Um, the department had identified it, his ex-partner had identified them, and he was denying them. And uh, we were having this 15 minutes meeting, I hadn't met him before, and then uh, partway through that meeting I asked the staff to leave the office because I needed to speak to him personally. And I confronted him about those issues. And one of the most important questions I asked him, I said, when you're raising your voice and yelling at your ex-partner, is your child nearby? He said, yes. I said, well, what impact does that have on the child? He says, well, it definitely impacts them. And I said, well, then that's the issue that you need to talk about mm. and you need to address. And then, and he accepted that because it came from me. Yep. It wasn't coming from the department. I was independent. I didn't have a view either way. I just have worked in this area for many, many years and realised that this was an issue and know that it's an issue and the impact that it has on kids. And department came back in, I told him exactly what I told him. His, moment, his, his position from that moment shifted. He shifted because we were there as the independent body that could say to him, what you're doing is unhelpful and that you need to make those changes. Now he went to court yesterday and he was able to go to court to, uh, and talk about these new realisations he had about his... Now the department for nearly 12 months had been working with him and hadn't got him to that particular point. But we had because we were prepared to confront him in a way which was non-threatening. Yeah. Whereas with the department, often the people find or believe that they're being threatened by the department. And they build a wall. You know, I understand that. When it happens to me, I often build my wall too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
so as a result of that, though, a significant shift has been made. And that's what we do. We weren't judging him for any of that. Um, uh, and so on. So, um, so, so I think there's some issues, some things that we do that have got some power and have got some strength and yeah. it helps to shift. And not only us, we're also, as a social worker, part of my role is to be able to confront uh, poor social work practice and help them to improve that. In a, in a meeting I was with not long ago, I was explaining, to, uh, it was about access and, and the young, young social worker there was not doing the access appropriately, I didn't think. And I said to her, well, why not at the end of each access you simply ask the, the client, tell the client what was helpful and what was unhelpful? Because what the department does... Ask the client as well. Ask the client. Yeah, that's a nice idea, I thought. Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, and the social worker turned to me and said, what do you mean by helpful? And I looked at her and thought, I, I can't even believe that you even asked me that question. You know, like you can just sit down. Because what they do do is they do, I think I talked about this the other day, they do this, um, uh, what I call the shit sandwich. You know, at one end they do the nice stuff and then in the middle they put all the crap. So they did all the nice stuff and then they, then they decided to beat the parent over the head with the terrible things that she supposedly had been doing. She's not, she's a great parent. But, so, our position was to be able to correct something that was happening and say, look, how about towards the end of each access, you, you tell them what was helpful and unhelpful, as opposed to, you know, four or five weeks later, you bring them to a meeting and then you bombard them with all the things that they're doing that are unhelpful. As a result of that, we changed the form of access so that at the end of each access now, they are doing a review of what this person did so that they're not bombarded with everything that's bad some weeks later. Now, that's the sort of work that we do with strengthening families. And as a, as a party, that's the sort of stuff we're trying to change. We're trying to say to social workers, look, there are different ways of viewing things and there are different ways of approaching stuff. And, and to the client, we're not the enemy. The department is the enemy. After all, they've got the kids. So people will listen to us yeah. about what it is that we think is important. So little by little, we are kind of making those changes. Um, Nikki, Nikki, that's a reasonable statement you made. I feel that you should also look at the positive stories of children removed. Um, look, uh, we do have a look at uh, the positive stories of kids being removed, but I don't think that um, statistics tell us something completely different, though. You've got to remember that, uh, that most kids who leave the child protection system at the age of 18 are three times more likely to commit suicide, three times more likely to go into uh, risky behaviours, um, three times more likely to commit criminal offences. So, so on the whole, the experience of uh, kids being in care is not a healthy one. That is a reality. Facts and figures will demonstrate that. Just go to the Guardianship of the Children website They'll have stuff about that as well. Contact um, uh, other organisations that work with uh, kids that are leaving care. Uh, they'll tell you that as well. Those, that information's out there. Go to the, uh, um, what's the, what's the Welfare sure. Family site? Um, family of Institute, Institute of Family Studies? Yeah, AFIS. Yeah. AFIS yeah. Yeah. Go, go to that and have a look. <coughs> there are stacks of, stacks of information to say that the outcome isn't good. We, because we're focused on children, want those outcomes to be better. 
So we're trying to work with a system to improve the way that they're working so that children can be better. You know, one of the other things that we've been focusing on is case plans. We've come to realise, because that's now part of the legislation, they have to have case plans for people. So we're trying to ensure that those case plans are filled out appropriately when they haven't been. So we're now talking to, to workers about how they can get the parent's voice and have that voice inserted in the case plan. How they can get the children's voice when they're old enough to talk and about their issues, how they can get their voice within the case plan, because those case plans are taken to court. So, so they're little things that we as a political party and as strengthening families are doing to, um, to help the industry produce better outcomes for kids. Now, none of that has got anything to do with the initial issue that Nikki raised. No. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I agree, no, it, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know exactly what I mean. And, uh, I mean, it does... What you've been saying is important. There's no argument about that. Uh, the thought that occurred to me while you've been saying all this lot is, was about, I've been thinking about why is it that we can't get people engaged? Why don't they want to come and get more involved, uh, either just promoting the party or, or donating, um, joining the party, etc. And, and it occurred to me that, uh, you, you know, you watch the news, watch the TV news, which stories do you see? Do you see the story about the fireman rescuing a kitten from a tree? Or do you see about the mass shooting in El Paso? Mm. Which one do people watch? The mass shooting. Yep. Not the nice stories of the kittens being rescued. You know, all, those, all the, you know, and I think a lot of it might have something to do with that. What do you think? Uh, what well, are, what, what are me people, involved. What are, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are, what are people, are they, yeah, we, we, wanna, we don't want to see good stories. No. Necessarily. <laughs> good people, stories don't necessarily bring about um, the passion and the enthusiasm, yeah. because but if but we equally we don't want to we don't want to hear about yet another Chloe, yet another. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. Not at all. Not at all. And you know, like uh, Nikki, I need to say, um, and I've had to be focusing on you all the time, but you've really raised some good points. I appreciate you being there. Um, you know, my wife was in care. Uh, she was in the same placement for 18 years of her life, um, 15 years of her life actually, um, and and it wasn't a bad placement. It wasn't, she didn't have a, a negative impact on her in that sense. But it did impact her in many other ways. Now, now my wife, to her credit, is one of those care leavers who's gone off to university. She's got a PhD. She's done some fabulous things with her life. One of them was marrying me, of course. That was the highlight of it. No, no. Um, and having two great kids. Um, highlight of your life. life. The highlight of your life. The highlight of my life. That's right. And be, and she's a and I've learned a lot from her. I learn every day from her. She's a s sensational woman. But the experience of being in care and what that meant to her in terms of relationships, family, um, and a whole lot of things. Because she had she had a whole uh, group of you know five other siblings or four other siblings in particular that she didn't even know. Um, and meeting up with them and engaging with them has proved to be difficult over the years. And her sense of family was fractured because she didn't have a real sense of family. So even, even the good cases are left with um, uh, some deficits that need to be addressed. And hers was a good case. So I understand all of that. And you know, my wife, as a result of all of that, has gone off and she does a lot of research around kids leaving, yep. leaving care and uh, foster care. She's yep. written the book recently yep. on that. So, and so she's a fabulous person, Nikki, that could be talked to about, you know, is, are they good outcomes? When she wrote a book, you know, Avery, her conclusion in the book was that it was the history of foster care in Australia, 
was that the, sy the system has not changed over a hundred years. <laughs> now, isn't that, <laughs> you know, and this is an academic... Even if it was a good system, you'd expect change over a well, hundred years. Well, absolutely. Good point. Yeah. So why hasn't it changed? What is there that prevents this system from moving on and doing some of the things that we believe are important? And this is the point. We drive this stuff. Yeah. You know, we're the only organisation that really drives the positive stuff that needs to be done. You know, we don't focus on the negative stuff all the time. That's, that's not true. We focus on, you know, the positive stuff as well. Yeah. Um, people thrive in drama on social media. <laughs> Sonia responded. Um, uh, good, to, good to see you here, Sonia. Yeah. Um, there we are. They're even trying to get rid of the best ones through vendettas. Um, yeah, and I think, um, so I guess, what is it that we want to say at the end of the day of all of this, well, Avery? What, what's really important, do you what think? What, what we want to know, I think, yep. is people have liked the page, people follow the page, why aren't they actually engaging? What is it that we can do, you, me, Nadia, whoever that's working with us, what is it that we can do to improve that, to get more people to come in? And who, who, who are the people that can answer it? The people out there, you know. Yeah. Do you like our videos? Do you, is, do you, you know, do we do too many, not enough? Do you like the audio things that we've started doing? You wanted to talk about the podcasts. Do you like the graphics we put up? Do you oh, like the stories that we put yeah. up? Yeah. You know. And, and I mean, Nikki's point is, you know, quite valid. Um, if there are people out there that have got positives to stories to tell, we should tell about them. their kids. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Um, Nikki, if you know of people that have had this positive experience that you're talking about, then can I just suggest you find out who those people are, put them in contact with us, or you put them directly in contact with us, and we'll talk to them. Can I suggest as well that, uh, that Nikki, if you know people like that, tell them about this page, ask them to come and tell their own story. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're not, it's not like, it frustrates me because it's not like we don't want to hear those stories. We do want to hear those stories. But you need to understand most of the stories, 99% of the stories we hear are unhelpful in terms of outcomes for kids. Yeah. So that is what we need to rectify. If people have survived this system and survived it as well, as my wife has, good example, then, then that's fabulous. We need to celebrate that as well. But there are too many who yeah. don't survive this system. Yeah. yeah. Now, so do you want to talk about the... Well, firstly, before we talk about podcasts... Please tell us what you think we can do, as far as Facebook and our website is concerned, yep. to improve the quality of what we do. Yep, spot on. Right? Everybody out there. Yeah. Podcast. Let us know. We've had some good discussions here. So we look, have. I want to thank Sonia and Nikki and Stacey and Clara and, and uh, all those people that have, that have connected with us. Michelle, glad you've joined us. Um, and just continue the conversation. You know, can... Share this, share this, um, yeah, share, share this video. Yeah. You know, when it's finished, just well, share it now. People can share it now. Yeah. Uh, let other people know what we're doing. Um, you know, we're passionate. Yeah. We're extremely passionate about all of this stuff. You know, particularly myself and Nadia, we live it all the time. Uh, Avery's living at heart most of the time because he now gets a lot of phone calls. Don't oh you? God. Heaps of phone calls. I've got a twelve-hour battery on my phone now. It used to be, it used to be three days. I get so many phone calls, mainly for that. That should be going to Tony. My battery runs hot all the time. So Avery's quite right. Avery manages it. He just does such a fabulous job. So Thank really you. grateful for that, mate. Thank you. Okay, podcasts. Podcasts. Um, 
think there's only people could do different. Talk about the podcast and what we're doing now. Okay, a, a, a podcast is basically it's an audio file. Uh, you don't need to see our ugly faces. Right? You just listen to our voice, or Tony's voice. You might be interviewing somebody talking about particular subjects. He put one up yesterday called Kids Matter. Um, you should all be able to find it on the Facebook page. Um, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a trending thing. There are people that, are, that I've heard about that, that started doing podcasts just a few months ago, six months, 12 months ago, that have now got thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. And uh, I mean, from our side, apart from uh, the, this is a way of getting our, our message across to the people, because the way because the way podcasts work, at no expense to the to the people listening, we can get paid for it. You know, which means that we could continue with the free membership that we do, and we don't need to go and start asking people for money. Podcasts are, uh, but we need the people to join us. But we need the, the people podcast. to join us. Uh, so on, if you look on the Facebook page, you'll see a a, a, a thing that says Kids Matter, and if you were to click on the link, yep, it'll take you to the. I think it's the Spotify page. You don't need an account on Spotify. You don't need an account on. It'll, uh, it goes to iTunes. So if you've got an Apple, you can you can play it on that. Uh, there's dozens of uh, social websites like um, like Reddit and Instagram. It goes to all of them. <coughs> so you can you click on the thing. It'll play, and you'll see a button that says follow. Yep. If you click on that uh, that button, it will then. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Every time we post up a new story, a new podcast, you'll be notified there's a new podcast that you can go and listen to. And every time you take a look at, uh, take a listen to them, eventually we'll start getting paid for it. Okay, so it's a way by which we can generate. It's a way by which we can it. generate um, some but we need income. People to connect. But we need people to connect. We need people to sign up. Yeah. Oh, and, which is follow it. I don't know if it asks you for your for your email address. It probably does because it needs some way of notifying you. Um, but the point is, we need people to follow us. But we need people to and follow us on it. And if you have any anything that you think could be like an interview, yeah, like you know, what Nikki's saying before, if there's someone with some positive feedback around their care experience, let uh, us interview. Let us know. We'll interview you. Yeah. And have a conversation yeah. with you about it, and then we'll put that on the podcast. Or we'll do, you know, sometimes we can do these live feeds if people are happy with that. But we'll we'll, we'll interview you, even if we did both. We could. Do and another thing as well is, if people out there. I've got a subject they would like you to talk about. Yeah. They can PM the party. They can text me a message on 0416 You'll find it on the Facebook page. Yeah. And we can set it up. Yeah, absolutely. So get involved with us on the podcast. Yeah. You say just go to our Facebook page and click on Kids Matter. Yeah. There's That's a yeah. There's a, a, a story up there right now. That, uh, I can't remember what the picture is. It's a couple of kids. It says Kids Matter on there. Just click on that. That'll take you to the Spotify page. Uh, and listen to the audio. You'll find three or four others. And you just save that and follow that on Spotify. And, and just uh, as soon as you get on there, you, you'll see a button that says follow, you just click on that. Fabulous. And uh, Lorraine, you've just said something about uh, kinship, care, or kinship carers, this isn't good enough. Um, I'm assuming you're saying that. We actually represent kinship carers as well. I just want you to... I just want you to know that kinship carers are just as important to us. The work they do is amazing. Um, and often not represented enough, and they're particularly not represented in court, which is uh, another issue entirely. Sonia's question. Um, 
So why doesn't Nadia speak anymore? <laughs> because Nadia is finishing off her, uh, or she's doing a social work placement at the moment. She's just out of the loop. All right at the moment, but she'll be back into it as soon as possible. Thanks for asking about Sonia. I'm sorry that you're just listening to me most of the time these days, um, but she will be back. And we would like to have more and more people involved with us. Yeah, definitely. At a, at a, uh, doing this. Doing it. Yeah. We want more people to have conversations. Um, we'd love to be able to get together with people that have got issues, yep. that have got good stuff that they wish to say, Nikki, uh, that are kinship carers. Um, you know, we should have a bank of people lined up. You know, once a week we should be able to sit down with people and do what you and I are doing yeah. right now, Avery. Yeah. We should be able to do that, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. So where are you, in other words? So thanks, everybody, for being with us. And... Uh, Thanks, Avery, for dropping Thank around, you. having this conversation. We should do, so we're doing more passionates, and we will be talking about some other areas too yeah, yeah. that are more general issues that are of concern to us as a political party. So we'll be doing that um, as soon as we can. So uh, uh, the guy who stood state election, uh, Sonia, he's no longer with us for varying reasons. He's still a member. But he's still a member. Yeah. Um, he was a one-off, I think, so that's an issue for Colin. Um, and... We are interested in people who wish to stand for election. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So thanks very much, Sonia, for reminding us of that. Um, we want quality people, articulate people, people that can espouse our values. Yes. Because got the same values as ours, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't be here. Anybody that's interested, uh, I'll put up, um, uh, well, you can, my number's on the, f on the um, Facebook page there, 0416113513, call me. Say you're interested in candidacy or advocacy. And there's a few hurdles that need to be there's a few hurdles that need to be crossed, but uh, uh, to be jumped. But you, if you're interested in any of those, working on the committee, yeah, working as an advocate, working, uh, becoming a candidate, just let me know, and I'll send you the necessary paperwork so you know what hurdles you've got to, you've got to jump. And we've potentially got some changes happening around uh, strengthening families. Yes. Soon. And as soon as that happens, we'll notify everybody of yes. what that is. And perhaps we'll have a. Perhaps we'll have another one of these passionates yep. to, to talk about that. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for being a part of this process. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you next time. Thanks.